Hi everyone, welcome to Insightful Chatters. I am Nana Vianani and I'm here with my co-hosts Anushka and Mulian. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing great. Got a lot of assessments coming up, but um, I'm really excited to be filming this, to be recording this episode with you guys today. Anushka, how are you doing? Um, actually, same. I have exams starting soon, and I haven't really studied mm-hmm. enough, so kind of nervous for that. Nina, what about you? I'm fine as well. I don't have any assessments going on, so that's a relief. And yeah, I'm pretty excited for today's episode. Today, we will be spreading awareness about mental health with our guest, Akshita Das. Akshita is the CEO of Paper Crane Society, an all-teen community organization aiming to make the world a better place by spreading awareness and fundraising for particular issues. Hi, Akshita. How are you doing today? Um, I'm doing perfectly fine. I'm also on vacation, so I'm super excited about that. Finally getting a break from all the assessments, which, by the way, all the best to Rulin and Anushka for this. Thank you. Okay, um, it's really nice to meet you. I must say I'm very enticed by all the hard work you've put into your organization. And I've noticed that Paper Crane Society covers a wide variety of topics like the LGBTQ plus community, gender violence, and also environmental connection and conservation. Um, what was the inspiration behind Paper Crane Society and what difficulties did you face while forming this organization? So Paper Crane Society was initially conceptualized with one of my friends who unfortunately is not a part of the team at the moment, Um, but she was a part of the original team when we initially started. Uh, We sort of wanted to begin this organization that was built on inclusiveness and being able to include and give um, importance to all of these different issues that should be discussed. Let's talk about sort of our difficulties. I think the main issue that we faced was that we began in the middle of the pandemic in 2020. Um, It was difficult, of course, because we couldn't have any personal meetings. It was all done online and set up online. We also couldn't fundraise in um, person door to door. So we had to think of new and innovative ways to be able to fundraise and reach people reach as many people as possible through online platforms like you guys are doing at the moment through Anchor. Uh, We sort of thought of our ways to use social media and try to impact people and um, spread our influence. Wow, it's really impressive how you started digitally. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's so amazing how you've reached out to so, so many people while doing this digitally, like Julian said. And I mean, in the midst of a pandemic, that's very impressive. And I'm so glad to hear that your team is driven by hope, peace, and love in challenging times, right? Which is symbolic to the paper team. Just to make sure that our listeners are aware of the term, can you please explain the term mental health and the common misconceptions associated with it? Okay, so to all your listeners, um, I'm not an expert by any means. I'm just a 16-year-old girl who's interested in um, social issues. So this is based on my research and based on talking to other experts, um, so on and so forth. So the first thing to say about mental health, the simplest definition of it is mental health is the way we think, the way we feel and the way we behave. So some of the misconceptions on mental health, I believe talking about this is we see only the illness part of mental health 
um i believe we've all seen many like we've all seen many sort of pop culture references and pop culture examples that very much capitalize on the big names in mental health such as depression such as anxiety so on so forth so we tend to focus on that aspect of mental health rather than see what mental health is as a whole um a few other misconceptions is there is also a general fear in typically the older generation of public scrutiny for reaching out for help for mental health because mental health is something that's invisible you cannot look at a person and tell if they're ill so it is very important to try to break down the stigma and the fear of reaching out for help for something that seems to be invisible there's um as i mentioned prior to this sort of um the pop culture point where we only see the illness that has also created this sort of weird effect where we romanticize mental health issues um where it's suddenly edgy to be depressed it's suddenly edgy to be anxious it's suddenly edgy to have all of these um problems that are impact people and making them making their quality of life significantly difficult and another aspect of mental health this is again building on the same topic of how we only focus on just um the illness part is mental health is so much more than that mental health is the way we cope with stress the way we're enjoying life realizing your own full potential your own perception of your mind i agree whenever um i used to think about mental health before i used to just focus on the disorders aspect so for example you know whenever we think of mental health at times people might just think of um anxiety or depression but um seeing that mental health is not just focusing on the negative side but also the positive aspects is um something that i think it's i mean it's really important to take note of that exactly and there's this caricature also formed of how each illness might look depression might look like breakdowns or anxiety might look like skin picking there's these caricatures formed in our minds when in fact it could manifest very differently in each person which is mm-hmm. why it's so important to break down this sort of stigma that we have mhm Um, one thing that i've noticed is that people have mood swings from time to time which is normal so for example um someone like you and i we may feel upset one day because of some bad test score or because of some um mistake that we've made right which is normal it is normal to um have these mood swings for a particular period of time However, how do we distinguish a person who has fallen under depression or some sort of mental illness from those who are not in such a condition? Okay. So the first thing that we should see in the situation is that both people if you were to say someone who's upset due to a different circumstance as opposed to being depressed, we should give their both of their health equal weightage because both of them have been going through issues as we mentioned mental health is a culmination of different aspect uh, mental health is a continued journey so keeping track of your loved ones around you and yourself is very important some general symptoms that you might see with uh, mental health issues or something of concern where you should reach out to an expert would be maybe sleep and appetite changes um rapid mood changes as you mentioned um withdrawal from public withdrawal from social circles um a drop in performance any problems with speech or with focus and increased sensitivity to sound or to touch 
um, sort of feeling disconnected from their own reality, apathy, um, no interest in doing things that this person previously used to enjoy, irrational or intrusive thoughts where the person knows what they're thinking is um, irrational, and any sort of nervousness and jitteriness. And it is definitely best to consult an expert and not to self-diagnose at all. If you feel like you need help, then you should go and seek it. Mm-hmm. I um, agree with you. And I love how you pointed out that both should be given equal concern. I mean, just because you have smaller problems than someone does not make yours any less important, right? Exactly. So, yeah. So from what I've gathered, a healthy mind can be simply explained as the absence of mental disorders that affect our daily function. So to maintain this, what do you think we as individuals can do this to maintain our mental health personally and also of those around us? So there are certain aspects that our mental health could be built on. Um, so the first thing we need to do is maintain a social connection, maintain a connection with the people within our social circle and not to withdraw. Um, this again ties in with the stigma of asking for help, being able to open up and ask for it. Whereas you might feel like you're going to be shunned away. Being able to get past that is one thing about maintaining mental health. Um, another thing is keeping up activity levels, which is a concern that we're seeing in the current pandemic. People haven't been able to get outside and cooped up in one place is quite distressing. And it has also um, caused a severe drop in activity levels. So even being able to just go outside um onto the rooftop or onto your balcony to get some fresh air, continuously doing some housework or keeping yourself busy in certain ways is very important. Stress management. Um, so, Runa Nanushka, as you guys mentioned, you guys have assessments. So, each person has different stress things. So, are you guys managing your stress properly? That's the biggest concern. Are you guys keeping your sleep schedules on proper track? Are you skipping meals to study for assessments? Because that's bad. I'm watching you all. Um, maintaining a healthy diet is very important and again i'm going to keep reiterating this point seeking an expert when needed do not self-diagnose please yeah that's really important um some people tend to hold themselves back from seeking help from a professional additionally it's really important to balance out all aspects of your lifestyle like you said having a healthy diet exercising from time to time and so on yeah and i also just wanted to add i love how you talked about how simple yet effective these like strategies are to maintain our mental health and keep us um sane because a lot of the times it's really hard to just it's a lot of the times it's really hard to realize that you know even the littlest mundane things that may not seem that important now actually do play a huge significance in maintaining our mental health and mental well-being so um now i just wanted to bring up now that many of us are aware of what mental health is and uh, what it entails could you please explain to us which factors play a huge role in shaping one's mental health okay um so mental health is built on a number of different things it can be built on developmental neurological physiological concerns within a person um it can be if someone has been given sort of a chronic illnesses diagnosis or a diagnosis of a very serious illness that can affect their mental health. That is one example of sort of a neurological concern is 
the trauma that they're going through. Um, another thing is a person's genetics, a bit of statistics here. So anxiety disorders, PTSD, OCD, major depressive disorder are up to 20 to 45% inherited. Alcohol dependence and anorexia nervosa is 50 to 60% inherited. And bipolar disorder, autism spectrum disorder, schizophrenia and ADHD are upwards of 75% inherited. So keeping a track of your family history is quite important also. Your social life experiences, especially your childhood, your formative years, also shape your mental health very significantly. Your own perception of self is very important. Your perception of your work, your achievements, the way you see yourself, even your physical appearance can play a very big hand in your mental health. Wow. Okay. Um, thank you so much, Akshara, for joining us today. Um, thank you to the whole team of Paper Crane Society for giving us insight on mental health and for sharing, um, sharing your knowledge with us. Uh, you can follow and support Paper Crane Society on Instagram and check out its website link below in the description. Please give a rating for this podcast and follow us on Instagram on Insightful Chatters. Thank you for listening and I hope you all stay safe and healthy. 